Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. And, Nick, we were just talking about some of the second-half adjustments. And, and again, I I wanted to bring up, Nick, that I I think the the second-half adjustments, when you look at them going to the run game, like you said, getting the tight ends involved, uh, I thought some of the throws were easier throws, that they made the decisions easier for Brett, uh, and he kind of found a groove. I think it, again, speaks to this coaching staff, Nick, uh, and I think it speaks to Clint Kubiak who seems to finally be getting kind of in a rhythm of playing calls for or, or calling plays for this team. Right. Um, and, and I think it's again, a credit to those guys to go in and say, Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, uh, and it's going to get us going. Now I think that Colt McCoy going out of the game, obviously sparked the defense. I'm not sure how many first downs the Cardinals got after Colt McCoy went out of the game. Uh, they obviously had the one touchdown drive uh, and obviously Justin and Pat had, had the two interceptions that helped them out. But um, you know, I, I think the offense really found a groove in the run game, and, and that was kind of the difference. And they, you know, they did some different things with the offensive line. Again, the makeshift that they've had to do on the offensive line this year has been uh, incredible. But I, again, I, I give a lot of credit to the coaching staff for making those adjustments at halftime. Yeah, they made those adjustments, and it just seems as though I love it when you want to step. Everybody want to step. That's exactly what I saw with the play calling and, and things that took place from a running back standpoint and watching the offensive line be able to assert themselves uh, in, in a more aggressive way. To me, I love that. I, I was wondering why we didn't see that all season long. We know the answer to that. Clint Kubiak is taking over, not Justin out. And we're starting to see uh, those things come to fruition, but seeing, you know, Dalton rising to pull around inside the red zone and Marlon Mack score, seeing those other guys pull around, and Billy Turner get out there. I mean, to me, this is what I thought that this offense was going to be, but it just kind of gives you a glimpse into the world of what play calling and the design would be under Clint Kubiak. So it was an excellent way to take the pressure off of the offensive line and allow them to go out and hit someone else in the mouth instead of sitting back waiting for someone to punch them in the mouth. So I love what I saw in the second half, but, you know, we heard we played the audio or earlier from Broncos.com of Nathaniel Hackett and I'm, I'm more inspired Nathaniel Hackett than I've seen before saying, hey, listen, great second half, great second half adjustments. And they talked about how they talked about it as a team, but he emphasized it. They needed to do that for 60 minutes. And that's something that we really haven't seen from this Broncos team. But I am really pretty much optimistic by what I saw because you're not that healthy you're establishing something of a culture, and that's been a problem around here for a while. What has been the culture? What would be the culture of these Denver Broncos? I think we're finding out in this struggling season as they start to develop somewhat of an identity. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that these last – look, again, and I, I wrote this in in my game story today, Nick, that um, you know Brett Rippon, I, I asked him a question after the game, Nick. I said, you know, you guys are 3-10. and 10. Uh, coming into this game, a lot of people outside of here said, "Hey, there's there's nothing to play for. It's a meaningless game." Uh, but but you know what is it about this group and the attitude that you guys had today? And he said, "You know, in the NFL, you always have something to play for." And he's right, Nick. Um, and you know, we, you and I talked about it. These guys have contracts to play for, right? Uh, they want to win too. Like these are the ultimate competitors. And and Nick, one guy I wanted to point out 
because I think he's a good representation of that is Latavius Murray. And this guy, Nick, was sitting on his couch in September saying, I can play. I know I can still play in this league. He'd been in the league a long time. The Saints pick him up on his practice squad. They fly him to London, Nick. He scores in, in London in the game for the Saints. The next day, he's signed by the Broncos uh, after they <laughs> lose Javante Williams. And he comes in, Nick, and he's just been a workhorse, man. And that's a guy that plays for the love of the game, right? Uh, you look at his career. He's never really been the guy anywhere he's gone. He's never really been the running back, right? But he's been consistent. He plays hard. He's 32 years old, Nick. He's over 6,000 career rushing yards. He's the only he's only the sixth active player in the NFL to hit that mark. He's also Nick, the only player in the NFL to reach at least 500 yards rushing in the last 8 seasons. This guy hats off to him, man. And today I thought it was it was really cool he got a game ball and he said after the game that it's the first time in his 10 years in the NFL, Nick, that he's gotten a game ball. Uh, and obviously, I, I just think it's a good story. And I think there's a lot. And I, again, I wrote this in my story, too. I think there's a lot you can learn from Latavius Murray. And I think there's a lot that the Broncos can learn from him, right? He's an experienced guy, a veteran. He's seen it all. Uh, he's played in big games. He's been a backup, right? He's been a guy that had to come in and be a starter. And I think that you can learn a lot from that. That's why I hope they bring him back, Nick. I don't know what that running back room looks like next year. But he's a guy that I would want to have in my locker room because he goes out every single week, plays his tail off, uh, and is just and just a guy that I think guys love to rally around. So I think that that's part of the culture shift, right, Nick? It is getting more guys like a Latavius Murray that doesn't really care what his role looks like. He just wants to win football games. And today he won them this football game, in my opinion. I thought he was the MVP of the game. Justin Simmons was also great. But I thought Latavius Murray really put the team on his back in the second half and, and had some great runs that – uh, you know, we just – I don't know if we were expecting, but he, he was incredible today. Yeah, he was incredible. And and I don't know how true that statement was that this is the first time he received the game ball. If it is true, man, in his 10 years, he played for some real cheap franchises that they couldn't even get game balls for games that they won. So I'm glad he was given the ball. But this whole idea that, hey, he is a 10-year veteran and he's 32 years old, and trying to put the emphasis on that number, on those two numbers, to me, he showed you just today, and even leading up to it, that, hey, I may be a guy that's 10 years in the league, but I still can tote this rock. And I'm not saying that, you know, when the Broncos, well, I'm, I'm going to say the Broncos should bring him back, but I'm not saying that he's going to be your every down back, but he's proving to be a change of pace back. We know Javante Williams is going to be coming back off of rehab. Mike Boom, uh, you also have Marlon Mack also, unrestricted free agents. I would like to see all those guys back because if you're going to run this style of offense that Nathaniel Hackett wants to employ, and I know he was in Green Bay. They only had, you know, uh, two running backs there. This is an offense that you need multiple backs because the idea is to wear down opposing defenses. We see it with uh, Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers and Mike Shanahan, when I played for him, it was the same thing. You want to continue to throw back after back at your opposition. So I'm hoping the Broncos actually bring him back because bringing him in, it definitely established something of the culture. And here's what it does. When you see a guy like Latavius Murray and he's 10 years in the league, still practicing and playing this way. And then also you see Russell Wilson, who 
you know, the Broncos were not really playing for anything last week. He's diving head first. That should send a clear message to a lot of these young players. If these veterans who've been in this game a long time are willing to do that, then you need to pick up the pieces and do your part. Nick, can you speak to – this is one thing I wanted to ask you because as I was watching this game, I was like, my buddy Nick Ferguson, he played a long time in the NFL. Uh, how difficult is it to do what Latavius is doing at his age, at his position too? Because, look, there's guys that play in their 30s all the time, right? Like that's no that's no big deal. Uh, but to be 32 years old at that position and, – and he's also a guy, Nick, that's played a lot. Like he's not a guy that just like sat around in the league for 10 years. Like he's been a, a valuable player and contributor for a lot of different – five different teams in the NFL now. Uh, how difficult is that to do what he did today at his age? It, it is very difficult. I mean, just playing football, period, but being in a collision sport like this and playing the game the way that he plays the game, I mean, he, he's a guy that's not going to shy away from contact. And Latavius Murray reminds me of a guy that uh, I played against, Adrian Peterson. And when I think about AP, he's like, man, did they make this dude in the factory – uh, like the Terminator, because this guy would continue to get stronger and stronger as he went on. And we're talking about a guy in AP that uh, shredded his knee, came back, rushed for a thousand yards. And he was like, well, that's not possible. It's not supposed to be possible. The reason why it happens is, you know, those guys do a great job of taking care of their body. They know how important their bodies are. Their, their bodies are their vessels. So that, that's where it starts first and foremost. And then just having the vision when they're running the ball. Like some of those hits, you're going to look up and search up a defender. Other times you're going to run outside and you're going to try to get on the, on the ground or get out of bounds. So these are the things that have kind of kept him, you know, in, in the game. And then more importantly, the system that you're in. The system actually helps you as far as putting, believe it or not, putting years on your life as a running back because the average life for a running back is probably maybe three years or even less than that, 2.5 years. But he's showing as though, hey, listen, I'm not going anywhere. I can be a change of pace back, but if I need to in a clutch, I can be your bell cow, bell cow back, and that is what he's proven. And this is the reason, George, I'm hoping that the Broncos decide to bring him back. Yeah, I need to ask him what he's eating for breakfast because I'm getting sore after one basketball game, and he's out there running for 130 yards at 32 years old, Nick. You know what, he, you know what he's not doing, George? He's <laughs> basketball. Yeah, that's what he's well, not doing. I bet I, I bet I could outshoot him from the free throw line, though. Um, You're in your free throws. <laughs> uh, but again, man, like hats off to Latavius. I, I wrote, uh, you know, my entire gamer basically focused on him just because I've been impressed by him. I think he's a he's a true pro, and he's a guy. Yeah, he he helps you in the running back room because he, uh, like you said, he's a change of pace guy. Can do a lot of other things, but I think he's just as important as a locker room guy. I think he's he's the type of type of guy that they've maybe been missing at times in that locker room. So uh, I hope to see him back uh, next year. But Nick, I also want to talk about some other things about this offense. What, what did they do on the offensive line, Nick, in that second half that kind of allowed that running game to kind of take off? Because they, they weren't running the ball super effective in the first half. They had a couple runs here and there. Uh, you know, they were maybe picking up a few yards. Was it just wearing them down? Did they do something different? I know Luke Wattenberg had to come in the game and I, I know everybody's like, oh, no, Luke Wattenberg's in the game. All of a sudden, they're running the ball with ease when he comes into the game. I don't know if they were doing something different. Did you notice anything that they were doing up front that maybe opened up that running game? Well, yeah, I'm not going to say it was because of Luke Watten Wattenberg himself. 
they just kind of looked at the guys that they had to sub in and say, okay, well, what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? So the idea was like, let's set them up and feature uh, their strengths. And that's what you have to do as, as a play caller. Sometimes it gets difficult because certain guys get injured and you didn't anticipate it, but they start running a lot of outside plays. And early on in the game, J.J. Watts, man, he was killing me. He might have had three, four sacks. So by running outside, they put J.J. Watts in a, in a kind of run trail type of position. And by the time he got outside, the running backs were able to get to the corner and get vertical. So that, that's kind of an adjustment that they made. And I'm sure those all reserve offensive linemen, man, they took a sigh of relief. They're like, thank you, thank you, Clint Kubiak, for making this adjustment. But here's what it also says. It just speaks to the versatility that these offensive linemen have, even though it's been kind of like musical chairs, that they can go in and can pick up and make those adjustments at halftime. So these are the type of guys that you want. You want to look for in the offseason, guys with versatility and guys who have high football IQs. Yeah, and Nick, they. I was just looking this up, Nick. Uh, can you tell me the last time that they were able to run for 168 yards this season or more? Uh, I would say this was probably the – this is the first time. Yep. That they this is the highest to... they've rushed for this season. Yes. So, uh, again, an impressive performance. I think uh, last year, I want to say like the second or third to last game, Javante and Melvin had a game that I think they went over 200 yards. But uh, this is the first time this year that they've reached that mark. The previous high was, I believe, 149. So, uh, for them to be able to do that – and, again, Nick, they're playing guys that were on practice squads to start the year, right? I mean, Marlon Mack, I thought, came in and played really well. Uh, Latavius was joking after the game that uh, they were kind of fighting over who was going to get that one touchdown there at the goal <laughs> line uh, since Latavius was the one that got him down there. And then uh, obviously Marlon finished off. And then I thought Latavius's touchdown run uh, was super impressive, obviously diving for the end zone. But uh, again, hats off to them. They were able to figure it out. The offensive line uh, played much better in the second half. Nick, they, they uh, unfortunately were a part of history in the first half, tying a franchise record for six sacks allowed in the half. Um, they were on pace there to break the record, the franchise record, which was 11 sacks in a game. Uh, but they, they, I think they only gave up one in the second half. So obviously a, a much better performance there in the second half. Nick, we got to take a break. Uh, and then let's dive into kind of what, what the, the, the picture looks like, the mental makeup of this team. We've kind of talked about it a little bit, but what does it look like these last three games? Also want to talk a little bit of defense, Nick. I thought they played great today. Uh, obviously, they had some help uh, from a couple backup quarterbacks, uh, but but let's dive into kind of what the defense looked like and what the, the, the future looks like for this team in these last three games. <laughs> 